Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Um, hello, everyone, and I have an amazing guest today. Emma Turton is the founder of the Medical Intuition School. So, um, Emma, would you like to tell us what your business is about? Sure. Thanks, Ange. Thanks for having me here. I am a medical intuitive, so that means that I use my intuitive eye to see inside my clients to help them pinpoint the, the root causes and deeper meanings behind their illness and injury and things that have come up in their life. It's not all about health. Sometimes it's about life um, because, you know, those two are intricately linked. And so that's what I do. And I help to guide them to a place of being able to heal from within. Uh, so they, I teach them the way to heal from within, depending on what we find within their, their physical and metaphysical body. Uh, so I work very holistically. I merge the soul with the physical, so the metaphysical and physical body uh, in my work. And I also uh, run courses. So I teach people how to be their own medical intuitive, how to heal themselves from within, how to uh, understand and receive intuitive guidance through their physical body so that they can unpack things as they arise. Because, you know, life keeps happening. We keep having injuries, Absolutely. illnesses. Yep. Oh, my goodness. It never ends. And thank goodness until it does. You know, thank goodness we keep having things reminding us why we're alive. Uh, and you know so we have these processes to go through these practices and and um, this framework to be able to use medical intuition as a compass for life and for health as well and I also teach uh, every year I teach this beautiful group of uh, health professionals intuitives healers and empaths uh, whoever is drawn to walk the path of the medical intuitive in the world to become a medical intuition practitioner. I teach this world-class international professional training program to be a medical intuition practitioner like myself. Um, so, and that's, that's really where a large part of my focus goes now because I am I'm only one person. I cannot see the whole world. And I have so many people reach out to me every single day. Um, mm. So I, I needed to start training people to, uh, to, to start to do what I do. So there are more people in the world who can serve at this level because it is quite unique. I understand now how unique it is. Um, and it's not something people feel very confident teaching generally. So it's something, and I love teaching it. I love teaching it because we're all intuitive beings. So I Absolutely. really love Yes. That's what I say. Absolutely. Yes. And intuition comes through the body, uh, which is something we've been talking and I teach in my five day challenge. So the more you're in tune with your body, the more you'll, uh, you'll hear your intuition, not just for your health, but everything else. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's not just about what to eat and how much to exercise and, you know, our, our physical ailments. It's absolutely about our relationships, our work, our, our, our environment, our decisions, our choices, everything to do with our life that's how we can receive our guidance the more uh, we are in tune with our body the more we honor our body and understand the language that it speaks mm. to us with then we're more able to receive those messages and that guidance 
And we've all got a body. It's something we have access to. We all have the ability to receive the guidance that way. I believe that. But that, I will so. say, though, that a vast majority of us is, are disconnected from our bodies. So we don't actually receive it or we block it or we overthink things or we don't understand what's happening. So your work is so important. Now, yeah, I so know cool. one thing that I want our listeners to know is that you come from a very scientific background. And this is important for this podcast because I'm interviewing what I call mainstream intuitives in the sense of people who really were into the logic, the science, and then the, the evidence, the facts, rather than um, what I call the fluffy unicorns, who I love, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> this is not my my ideal audience. I want to talk to you know um, people who are still wondering if they're intuitive. Our listeners uh, who are wondering if it's something like magical that happens to other people. And I used to put psychics in, on such a pedestal and think that I, I didn't even think of myself as intuitive. It just wasn't on the cards. The fairy hadn't come into my life to bless me, you know, in my cot with these gifts. Whereas it's completely untrue. We are all intuitive. And this is something that my children have shown me because I've seen, um, you know, each one of them, the four of them, I've seen how intuitive they were as little children. And um, so it's kind of lit up something for me and, and also all their little friends and kids I saw in the playground and all that sort of thing. I've, I've had a chance, thanks to being a mother, to revisit this myth and, and this, um, this false truth, really. It is false truth. I totally agree with you. It's something that we've all been led to believe that it's only a select few that have access to, you know, powerful intuitive guidance, not just, you know, our little instincts and gut nudges that we might get along with. Everyone's got that. Yeah. But we think we, we leave it at that and go, oh, well, that's just my gut instinct. That's just a coincidence. We just explain oh, this stuff away, but we don't realise that if we start to follow those breadcrumbs, it leads to the most incredible powerful life-changing intuition that we can start to be opening up to which is exactly how we were born we were born that way we were born intuitive and and we've slowly squashed it down and you know put lids on top of it and put doors in front of it built walls around it so that we don't uh stand out from, from so that we are not us. called weird so we're not called weird bizarre yeah. strange freak all yeah. of the things that, that yeah. we could be called that's exactly Absolutely. right especially yeah. as a child it's so important for us to be safe and so we do these things out of out of safety um yeah. and often we're advised to by family you know parents or or other family members may also advise us to you know not talk about that or you know get your feet on the ground get your head out of the clouds you've got to stop talking about that that doesn't exist that's not real there's none of those things in your wardrobe or under your bed we're yeah. often told these things over and Absolutely. over as, as children. I want to share something with you, although this is more about your story. But when my uh, first son was little, he kept on talking about wolves everywhere. And it's literally 10 years later that I realized that he had a wolf as a spirit animal. And that it was in his bedroom and it was there to protect him. But he was scared of it because nobody, nobody could tell him that this was actually an animal that was there. And I'm getting goosebumps sharing about this. So this is really important. That we, yes. um, we understand that if our children talk about these things, there's something, if we could help them not be scared of it and say, you know, and I have, all my kids have seen things like that. Um, but I think it was more prominent with my first son because at the time I was so ignorant um, mm -hmm. that I had no idea. I didn't even know what spirit animals were. And, and um, yeah, I want all this to become more um, mainstream 
so that our mm. children are supported in our journey to to honor their intuition and understand it and I'll, I want to share one more thing but then after that we'll get back to you is that I, it's only in the last year that I realized I actually have a lion as a, a spirit animal and I wasn't you know I thought oh spirit animals are for people who are shamans or who are into Native American whatever um, spirituality but not at all I actually have a lion and he's uh, my main um, my main spirit guide he calls himself King Lion and he's got a great sense of humor uh, but at first I was like, what is this line doing here? And <laughs> I couldn't put the two together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but the more I learn to understand my path and what it's all about, a big part of my path is courage. Uh, mm -hmm. Because when you follow your intuition, you need to have the courage to stand behind it. And so my King Lion is here for me to help being brave and speak out and and not being afraid of being ridiculed about it. So it makes complete sense once you put it in context. But if someone tells you you have a lion as a spirit guide, you're just like, so what? You know? <laughs> yeah, what does that do for me? Yes. What does that, what, why does it matter anyway? So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's right. Well, that's I'd fabulous. love to I'd know love to how long you've been doing what you're doing. Mm. And what led you into making it into a business? Because I know there's a, a powerful story behind that. Yeah. So, well, there's, there's a lot of powerful stories behind that. I know. I know. <laughs> More than just one. We probably don't have time for them all today. We've had to, um, but we'll focus on one. But yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a really good question. So I started my career as a health professional. I started my career as a physiotherapist. Um, and I worked in hospitals. I worked also in private practice. Um, and I also worked at a university. I, I lectured at a university as well in the School of Physiotherapy um, there. And so I had a very, like, you know, I've got a science degree. I have a very conventional background, very scientific basis for my work. And, and you know, I was always an intuitive child and, and deeply sensitive. Um, and I, I learned through the reactions of those around me to squash it down, to not say the things that, that, that you know, I saw or that came into my head or that, you know, that I felt uh, because it made people deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, like, <laughs> why is this, this lady sad and she was smiling? <laughs> that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. That's what you say, you know? <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Spot on. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, I just, I learned, I learned. And by the time I had reached the end of my teenage years, I was very quiet generally to most people about that sort of thing. So I um, pretended it hadn't existed at all, went down through my, my conventional uh, career. And um, I also went on my own health journey. Uh, so you know, I, I went I went through my own health crisis, had multiple things wrong with my body and had no answers in conventional health. I went to my doctors. I got lots of diagnoses, lots of medication to take, told I would be, you know, get worse, progressively worse. I wouldn't be able to get rid of these diagnoses. Uh, and there was no answer for me, really. I was just going to get worse. And so I, I did progressively get worse until I realised, um, had a bit of an epiphany, really, that that the doctors didn't have all the answers that I was going to have to find them myself, that there, it couldn't be the end of my story. I wasn't going to be, you know, feeling like I'm 89 when I'm actually 29 uh, and I needed to work this stuff out. And, and so I went on a real deep personal journey to uh, heal myself from within. And there were a lot of pieces to that puzzle, but one of the, the big pieces in that puzzle 
the biggest one, the one that fitted and made all the difference. It was like the keystone in my door. It was medical intuition. It was the, the soul meanings, the bigger meanings and the, the reasons behind why these things were showing up for me at this time. Not, uh, not the physical stuff or the nutrients or the, you know, all of that stuff was a part of the puzzle, but it was the, the choices I had made that had initiated this illness in my body when I changed my choices, I healed my body. I got rid of the diagnoses I was told I'd have for life. I got rid of the medication I was told I'd need to take every day. I had fistfuls of medication. I have those boxes with all of the, you know. Oh, I AM, remember those. Yeah. yeah, my grandmother had them and my mum has them. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> 29. Exactly. And yeah. so, and I don't take any of that anymore. I don't take mm. any of that. I don't have those diagnoses. If I went back to get those tests again, I would be diagnosed as not having those lifelong conditions that I had. And the thing that was the missing piece were the choices I had made that had created that illness in the first place that I at that point hadn't even realised had any kind of bearing on my health. And I realised there was this huge gaping hole. So I started really diving into this. But in the meantime, my intuition had been trying desperately to guide me down this path for years and years and years before this with massive events, you know, huge knowings um, that, that I was intuitive and yet I, I was ignoring them, pushing them down, squashing them, explaining them away, pretending they hadn't happened the way they had because I, I didn't want to make anybody else uncomfortable. And you know what, it, what happens is if we don't listen to our intuition, it starts with a feather and it ends with a brick. <laughs> exactly. I got the brick in the end and I had oh, no choice. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so I had no choice. And it was really when I came undone that I had to choose differently um, because I, I really had no other choice. And that's what made the difference. That's what absolutely made the difference. So I'd had a lot of those nudges and I, I even still tried at that point to continue pretending I was just a conventional health practitioner. So I started my own business. When I first started my own business, I was a physiotherapist and nutritionist. So I'd study also, had studied nutrition. Um, and so I thought that was really crazy left field, you know, blending nutrition yeah. with physiotherapy or physical therapy. I was like, wow, people are going to think I'm really out there. I thought that was really, <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm such a revolutionary. And yet when I was working with my clients, I was receiving information I couldn't explain and I had, I felt I didn't have permission to share that with them. And I really, you know, a lady came to see me about her cholesterol and, um, and about some pain she was having in her leg. And I had this deep burning desire to speak with her about her relationship with her ex-husband and her daughter, uh, her adult daughter. And she hadn't mentioned she had an ex-husband and an adult daughter. And I was like, well, how the hell do I know this stuff? I don't understand. And I can't bring it up because she's here to see me as a physiotherapist and nutritionist. I don't. I don't really have permission to talk about this. Yeah. And so I, I dove deep into training in my intuition. I, I dove deep into doing courses and, and really developing and honing the skill and getting real mastery over my intuition because I realised I had this skill. Mm. But I didn't know what to do with it or how to communicate it. And so I, I studied that very much in depth. And so I've been a, a medical intuitive and, and a teacher of medical intuition for um, quite a few years now, actually. So um, I think. And you know what? I love that you mentioned that you have to learn first how to understand, trust and use. But also mm -hmm. there's the whole um, communication skills around it, the whole mm -hmm. um, almost counseling skills around it. I'm, I feel blessed that I've trained in listening skills and that I have a, a little bit of background in counseling not really counseling but 
um, because that's something that is not usually part of the curriculum for intuitives and it should be because there's an art and there's um, there's so much I mean I you know I watched your video about the ethics um, of medical intuition which I absolutely love I think it's so important about boundaries about having permission to share information I would never even on my Facebook lives where I do live readings with my business oracle deck I still mm-hmm. don't pull cards for people if they say hi but they don't say I want a card and I know I irritate the hell out of them but for me it's important that I have explicit consent and that probably comes from my lawyer's background do you just say hi to me I don't know if you want me to read for you so just say it clearly I want a card please give me guidance for my business yes I have your permission let's go ahead let me tune into your energy I love that. I absolutely love that because it's so important and it's totally yeah. skipped over in all the intuitive training that I I've done. So. It's never taught I, to me. No, never and taught to me either. For me that, that health professional background, consent, informed consent and permission, yeah. they're so important uh, in, in the work that we do. And it's, it's no less important in energetic work. If anything, it's more because what we have access to within another being is our intuition is everything it's literally everything and so and we, people can get scared if you are you reading me no I, first of all you know i have a life <laughs> my life is not boring i don't need to go out and read people actually that would overwhelm me so unless we have an agreement <laughs> unless you pay me i am not giving you any information and it's not because i'm mean or anything it's because things need to be clear very yes. very clear Right. They do. Otherwise, we both suffer. Otherwise, the reader and the readee both suffer as a consequence. And it's, it's not... only in the very, very handful of cases where my intuition told me that it was okay to share that I have. But it's like I kept on asking, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. 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 And, you know, because of that, I'm incredibly choosy about who I'm willing to do any kind of intuitive work with. You're one person that I would absolutely, that I do work with, that have worked with and would definitely work with in the future because you honour energetic boundaries in the same way that I do. Uh, and and so that you. means that Thank I can you. put my energy safely in your hands. And that's very important to me because I have had my my whole, you know, physical, metaphysical being very badly mishandled by others in the past. Uh, because they didn't understand energetic boundaries and that's not necessarily done maliciously again people are not taught these things when they open up to this yeah that's right and so just like you wouldn't go to a complete stranger and ask them you know um what kind of underwear do you wear (laughs) yeah Yeah, for some reason energetically or intuitively it's okay no not okay (laughs) it's it's no less it's no more okay than the same thing you know yes (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Only it could be more deeply personal than the underwear, which yeah. is the that's I the know thing. What you mean. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I I like to ask my guests one question, and it probably has changed over time from what we've listened to so far. Do you consider yourself intuitive? It's definitely changed over time. I definitely did consider myself intuitive as a child. I didn't really call it that. I didn't really know what that was, but I was deeply connected to guides. I, I had, I saw things, I had visions as a child. I didn't call them those either because I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and it didn't look like Hollywood. So 
you know, I thought, well, if it doesn't look like Hollywood, therefore it must not be as good and it mustn't be real. Um, I so I didn't call that. myself. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood is Hollywood has a lot to answer for, really, when it comes to or you know psychic and mediums who write books and make it look a certain way. So we think, oh, they're special ones. What I do is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way. That's exactly right. And that's not the only way. We all receive our intuition quite uniquely and quite differently. Uh, and so, you know, anyone that tells you you don't see things the way I see them, therefore you are not intuitive, is it doesn't understand how intuition works for anyone other than themselves. Um, so because it is such a deeply personal experience, everyone doesn't receive in the same way. And so I, I did start to realise that, you know, life really forced me to, to see that I was intuitive. Um, I had various events, you know, I mentioned to you previously about my, um, my first husband. Um, we will come events. to this in a moment. Yeah, because this is such, yeah. this is the, and I'm sorry to say it this way, but this is the, when you shared your story on your page about this, I was like, I have to have Emma on the Intuitive Revolution podcast, whereas before you were almost too intuitive, if you know what I mean, you were too, already too mature, so to speak, uh, as a guest compared <laughs> to in the intuition um you know on your journey because i want to show showcase women who don't even think they're intuitive but they are but yeah. your story is so powerful that i think it was it has a place within this this podcast and i want you to share it so um tell us about that story tell us about what happened so I was 21, it was 21 years ago. So I was, uh, come on now, I've just turned 44. So I was 23 years old. Um, wow, I haven't told anybody I've just turned 44 until just now. That <laughs> I've is just a had magical my birthday. number as well, you know. It's a it's magical number. Time. I love the double fours. Yes, it's perfect. I turned 55 last year and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's so cool, isn't it? When you get the magic numbers, it's an extra bonus on your birthday. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was 23 and I, just got engaged to um, the man who would become my first husband. Um, I just got engaged on the Isle of Skye. We were living in Scotland at the time. So over, over your way of the end of the world, not mine. <laughs> um, and so uh, we'd come back to Australia and um, we were living here at that point. And uh, I had this feeling, I, I suddenly started to be really drawn to a really a specific part of his body. And I'd had, I just had this knowing and I knew that he had cancer and I couldn't explain it. And I, I didn't, I hadn't, we had no Google, you know, it was, it was 21 years ago. There was no Google. Can you imagine the world without, no, without Google now? I know. Um, I, I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> I, know. I don't think anyone would know how to do anything. <laughs> we'd have intuition, so. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But we wouldn't know who to ask if we needed to find yeah. something out. <laughs> so yeah. We've forgotten what encyclopedias are. Um, so, yeah, so I had no Dr. Google, so I didn't have any things filling my head of what I thought things might be. I didn't go into fear around what, what I, I, I sensed in this part of his body. And I just, I just knew that there, in this part of his body there was, a, there was a tumor and that it was cancer and that he needed to have it operated on or he wouldn't survive. Uh, and, and I became very insistent. Um, uh, I, he so did you speak like, <laughs> the word cancer or did you just say, I'd like you to have this checked? Please go and have something checked with your doctor. You know, like, because that's part of the intuition bit that's tricky. 
it is tricky. And I think at the time, I think I was trying to soften it for him. I said, I think, I think you need to go and have a check. It's something to worry about. It's, I yeah. think, I think, I think you're going to need to go to the doctor and, and have this seen too. I think, I, I do remember saying, I think it might be cancer. It might be something else, but I think it might be cancer. I knew okay. it was cancer. I, I knew. And even though all these other options, you know, were being thrown around, I just, I knew. Um, and how did he take it? Oh, he was very arrogant. I'm the picture of health, he said to me. Um, ugh, I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. You're just imagining things again. Okay. Um, well, that's what people with intuition get. So it's good. It's a good yeah. example for our listeners. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'd had a lot of that. So I'm like, oh well, I'm probably I'm probably just catastrophizing, probably overthinking things. I don't know. I hadn't yeah, really been thinking, so, so I don't know. Don't be why. So irrational. Yeah, don't be so emotional. Exactly. Um, yes, exactly. And so I, I nagged him. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, but because what you else care. Do you do? <laughs> and it was more important for you that he he lived rather than you sounding like an idiot. Yeah. It was, it was. And I said to him every day, have you called oh, the doctor? credit to and you. Then, Thank you. Thank you. And at the time he got, he got very frustrated with me and quite angry with me at time too. Um, I, I said, have you called the doctor? Have you made the appointment? Do you need me to call the doctor for you? You need to go to the doctor every day for two weeks. And eventually he called the doctor to shut me up. That's yeah. essentially yeah. what he said. Of he course. said, I'm so sick of you saying this. I'm calling the doctor because he's going to prove you wrong. I was like, okay. Fine, as long as you go. <laughs> Anything to get him there. <laughs> yeah, I got him there to prove me wrong. It was great. And so the doctor, you know, examined him and then, okay, we'll just do a scan just to make sure, you know, everything was probably fine. It's probably nothing to worry about. We haven't really checked, you know, we'll, we'll do a scan and just see. Did a scan. There was something on the scan. Ah, said the doctor. Oh, it's probably nothing to worry about. Probably just a twisted vessel or, you know, there'll be something else. But, you know, I'll send you to the specialist just to make sure. And so I went with him to the specialist and, you know, very highly qualified um, medical specialist. And so he looked at the scan, went, oh, yeah, it's probably nothing to be too concerned about. We'll just do a few more tests just to make sure, rule out everything else and just, you know, see what's going on. But I wouldn't worry. Did lots more tests, did, you know, more blood tests, did more scans, did biopsies, did all of that sort of stuff. And... Sure enough, he got a diagnosis. It was cancer uh, and it needed to be immediately operated on. Um, and they, they did body altering, life altering surgery on him. And then he went straight into radiotherapy straight after that. And he, he did weeks and weeks of radiotherapy. The thing that was, uh, you know, and I was gutted. I, was, I didn't want to be right. Oh, no, <laughs> I, was, I, I so get you. It's the kind of thing, you know, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I would have been perfectly happy to have been proven wrong. Um, yeah. I wasn't at all arrogant or confident in what, I, what I'd seen and what I felt. And I didn't have real fear around it at that point before we knew either because it was just a knowing. It was just a knowing and a real insistence from inside me that he had to get to the doctor and he had to have it tested. Because and you know, something- I love that you're mentioning this because I think our listeners need to know that intuition doesn't make you scared. That's how you distinguish between maybe a fear that's something that you might have cancer and a knowing that you might have cancer. It's completely different. You don't tip into fear. Your mind might try to drag you into it, but the feeling that you get from the intuition is actually calm 
and mm. isn't it and it's yes, um, so I'm trying to find the other word for it yeah go ahead yeah sorry so peaceful yeah that's absolutely right intuition feels really really calm and really contained and peaceful in it even you know it feels quite nice it feels quite good when you receive intuitive guidance even if yeah. it is something that would otherwise be big and scary it, it doesn't feel that way you feel deeply supported in it um, and it lands in this complete package. It's not the noise of fear that you get yeah. with all of the, you know, all of the, the statements yeah. that whiz around in your head and the ideas and the thoughts and the, oh, the what ifs. And the, it's none of that. There's none of It's quiet. Yeah. It's just this quiet knowing. Um, and I'd never really experienced it. I mean, I think I had experienced it at various times without really realizing, but nothing as big as that up until that point. Um, and so, you know, he went to the, get the radiotherapy and the, the radiation oncology team, you know, all these doctors and um, all these nurses and all of the people that worked with him, the pharmacists, everyone that worked with him and the, the, obviously the, the radiologists as well that worked with him for weeks every single day to, to treat uh, his body for the cancer after he'd had the surgery to remove the tumour. Um, they all said because I went every day, he couldn't drive. So I went every single day. And at that time I was working at the hospital where he was having the radiation therapy. So I finished my shift at the hospital and would go down okay. and pick him up okay. from radiation oncology and drive him home. And every single day they said to him, it's amazing that you're even here. We never see this kind of cancer because it's always too late when you find it. It's wow. amazing. You are so lucky. You are one lucky man. Go and buy a lotto ticket. Go and buy the lottery ticket because you are going to win because this is just amazing. Every day. So he was someone... lucky because of you, but they thought it was chance. <laughs> chance. <laughs> exactly. Total coincidence that he just happened to have gone in with his nagging fiance. Yeah. To go... <laughs> Did he give you credit? No. Uh, once or twice he did say early on, you saved my life. Um, okay. And, and not really, you know, I think because I nagged him, yeah, he, he did sort of go, oh, well, you know, if it wasn't for that, I, I, I wouldn't have gone. If it wasn't for the insistence, I wouldn't have gone. But it wasn't really credit for where it came from, um, yeah. that it was, you know, intuitively guided. So it wasn't in, in that way. Um, and, yeah, it was such a fascinating thing because they, they don't, that's the sort of tumour you don't find you don't you don't find it it's it's not visible it's not you can't see it you can't really feel it you don't know it's there until it's already throughout your whole body uh, wow. and and it's very life ending for for people so it, it's something that yeah it, so it really did do. that have an impact on your trust and your intuition from there did that allow you to get out of your shell or did you just kind of prompt it because I have a feeling there was still a few years before you it was a you lot of years it. No. Do you know what I did? I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing with it. I'm I went, gasping here. I'm gasping. <laughs> yeah, I did. That was weird. Okay. Oh, my God, I was right. What does that mean? I'm never going to tell anybody because that's just too weird. I'm just going to say I had a feeling he can just say he got a checkup. I, I don't know what to do with this. How is this even possible? I don't understand I'm and you not, were left I'm out not, in the cold because person. you had no one to talk to about, did you? No one to talk to. And I'd never heard of a medical intuitive at, at that point. Um, you know, books hadn't really been written and people hadn't really come out about. You know what medical. I'm saying here? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write my book. Anyway, yeah, you need to write that book. Okay. I do. Well, I've written parts of it. <laughs> I've just got to finish it and get it out there. 
So it has in a way helped your business, if not, not right away, because I'm sure it stayed at the back and maybe there was another instance that layered on top, on top until you finally had the courage, right? Yes, that's exactly right. And it really, you know, it took, because that was intuition about somebody else. And I, I couldn't even comprehend how it was even possible to have that kind of knowledge and then act on it and it'd be true you know, we always, you know, you might get the parking spot you go for, or you think of the person and they phone you and, you know, or you think of the song and it's suddenly on three stations on the radio at once. You know, we have those things. We have that, or you might know what someone's about to say before they've said it and you couldn't possibly, we all have these things, but we explain them away as a coincidence. Absolutely. Explain that away as a coincidence when you've seen cancer in your fiance and you're right and you saved his life how did I explain that away but I did I totally did because it scared the living crap out of me and so I didn't I didn't follow that as I, I just knuckled down of course we got we got married we're just really grateful that we weren't planning a funeral that we were planning a wedding instead we rushed everything marriage kids whole lot got through everything because we just really weren't sure what was going to happen and and you know that's 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 a whole other story but it's yeah it's a really fascinating thing that something that big can happen and yet we can pull you back still discard from, it yeah still discard it still try and explain it away as a coincidence and then never speak of it again and to be honest that post you saw on facebook is the first time i've publicly spoken and about i just it. knew i had to ask you about it here so this, this is the first time here. i've ever spoken about it in an interview ever wow so and it's an important one look look at the message that Look at the blessing you're giving to the, um, the audience today uh, who might have had an experience like that, no one to talk to, and who are literally pushing it down because it's too scary. Yes, it's too mm. scary. It's and too it's scary. One, I, can I add something? Is that in my five-day challenge, in my Trust Your Intuition challenge, I teach people how to um, set an intent for their intuition so that they only get intuition that is uplifting, useful, and inspiring. Mm. And so in a way that yours definitely was because it, it managed to prevent something. It mm -hmm. saved someone's life. So it is inspiring in a way, even though it could be considered negative. But there's a lot of people when they become intuitive who get random stuff that they can't do anything about and feel cursed about it. My grandmother was like that. And that's why it's so important for me to teach my students to tune in and put some boundaries around their intuition so they get something useful, inspiring and uplifting. I love that. I love that. And um, I agree. We can get some information that's either not helpful for us because we can't share it with people or that we don't know how to do anything about yeah. uh, or that that could be just scary and we don't know what to do with it. Um, yeah. But my experience has always been that it's been, I've been deeply supported and that's always been my belief. <clears throat> excuse me it's always been my belief that I'm deeply supported by the universe and I'm deeply supported by my intuitive guidance and I think when we hold firm to that law of universal support I think that that really helps us too because it you know we are always supported the universe is always supporting us and our body is always supporting us too it helps us in our health where sometimes so we can fight it because we see our bodies as creating this illness that's punishing us when really it's more a sign and the language that it speaks because we haven't been listening to it. Yes, that's exactly right. And it can often feel like the opposite of support. It really yeah. can. Yeah, I um, totally agree with you. When I, After I had my accident, I was like so aggravated and in so much pain that it felt like punishment. It didn't feel like it was anything supporting me at all. Um, 
And, and nobody teaches you to see it that way either. So that's why I think your work is so important. Now, I have two more questions for you today, even though we could talk for hours and probably have six episodes. <laughs> and it's so refreshing that. to teach, uh, to, to talk to someone else who teaches intuition. Uh, where can people find you first? Uh, so I spend a lot of time uh, on Facebook. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, that's at Emma Turton Health. So my Facebook page is called Emma Turton Medical Intuition School. Um, but it, my handle is Emma Turton Health. Okay. And so you can follow me there. You can also follow me on Instagram with the same handle. Uh, but I also have websites. So medicalintuitionschool.com is my okay. school website where you can come and um, check out the training that's on offer and you can see what we what we have there uh, to, to help you learn either to heal from within, to work on your own stuff uh, or to learn to uh, support others to heal as a medical intuition practitioner. And I also have emmaturton.com.au. Uh, people can find me there as well. Okay, and they'll soon be able to find your book as well because uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Holding oh, and you so accountable have... for this, your solo it. book, your solo yeah, book, my solo book. So I do have two other books. I'm going to show them because I can. Um, so I do have two. Um, uh, these are multi-author books that I'm honoured to have been uh, a contributor to. Um, so it's Trailblazers and Awakening, and uh, these are both available on Amazon. Um, they're both number one international bestsellers in multiple countries. Um, so, uh, and I've contributed a chapter to each of those books. So if you want to find out more about me or if you want to have some tools moving forward for uh, deepening into your own medical intuition, starting to really understand that language from your body, uh, then there's information in those chapters that I've written as well as, as different parts of my story that I haven't shared with you today as well that you can find out more about. Which I'm sure are absolutely fascinating. <laughs> so that's why I want your book, please. Anyway, yeah, the, my last question is, what would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business? Oh, you're just blocking yourself from so much potential. <laughs> so we, we often hold ourselves back from fear, um, whether it's from our intuition or from other opportunities that come up, but we don't have God's sight. We don't have the ability to see how amazing our potential could be. And when we allow ourselves to to follow our intuitive guidance in business in particular. And I love being intuitively guided in my business. It's, it's my, my business runs very differently to other people. I've had lots of business coaches and I frustrate the hell out of them because I don't do what they say. <laughs> I still do it my way <laughs> because yeah. I'm intuitively guided to do it my way. <laughs> and that's exactly how I also guide my own clients is that by tuning to the energy of their business rather than sharing what I know about business and showing them how to tune into the energy of their business. So, yeah, it's so important. Oh, it's so well, that's the thing. When we follow those breadcrumbs, as you know, as well, when we follow that intuitive guidance that may just illuminate the next step for us, it may not give us the whole picture. It leads to something beyond our comprehension and imagination. It leads to something that we weren't able to even imagine into being in, in terms of what our business could become. Uh, so, and, you know, so if we, if you are afraid of using your intuition in your business, then don't be, my intuition has never led me astray. It is something that uh, has only opened doors uh, and closed the doors that needed to close that I, that wouldn't have been closed otherwise for me. So it's really yeah. opened up 
to a much more satisfying and fulfilling business and much greater potential in my business than I would have had otherwise. I was very happy keeping myself very small and not following my intuitive guidance when I first started out in business. And honestly, I, I, I yeah, I love where it's going now. I have no idea. I'm just following my guidance. <laughs> and that's I don't the need thing. To I think it's when we have an idea with your mind with what it's going to look like, um, it's difficult, isn't it? Have you found that? Because your intuition will lead you to do something like that doesn't match at all with your expectations. Like when my, my guides asked me to start my podcast two or three years ago, I was like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do a podcast. I only work one day a week. And yeah, yes. it was meant to be. And, and people don't, still don't understand how I can uh, run a podcast with one, working one day a week, but it's been amazing. And, yes. and it was what I needed to do, but I resisted it for two years because everybody else would tell me, don't be ridiculous. Don't run a podcast working one day a week. That's just not possible. Yeah. I think that's, that's very inspiring. I keep playing with the idea of, of running my own podcast as well, starting that up. And it just, yeah, I think, oh, I don't have time. But if you can do it when you're only working one day a week, that's very inspiring. And imagine if you could, that's the thing, you know, the, and, and really that's, that's really the, the thing about my story about my my um, husband's cancer is that if we were to not follow our intuition, which I didn't for a very long time, I didn't didn't go down that path. I really squashed it and pretended it hadn't happened. You know, the amount of people between that point and when I eventually did start to follow my intuition and really did start to dive into medical intuition that I could have helped. Yeah. Is, is an, an astronomical number of people. And the same for yeah. your podcast, the amount yeah. of people that you have managed to serve, both as being a guest and as being a listener on your podcast in the time that you have, you know, from when you were guided to do it to, to now is a huge number of people. Imagine if you hadn't, if you'd gone, no, oh, no, who am I to do that? I can't follow that guidance and allow your fear mm. to stand between you and what you've been intuitively guided to do. And, and you know, I look back and just, you know, get really frustrated and kick myself a little bit and then get over it and, and I'm fine. But because it's obviously divine timing. But I, I look back and think I could have served so much more deeply. And you can even count with the number of hours that you've worked and the number of years, you can actually see very clearly who you have not helped because of it. And maybe that's yes. what we need to put forward to our listeners yeah. is, is look at that. Look at how many people you're leaving out in the cold because you're um, afraid to do what you're meant to do. It's exactly right. Your ideal clients are there waiting for you, waiting mm. and praying you into existence to be able to serve Absolutely. them. Whatever it is that you do, whatever product you offer or service you offer, they are waiting and praying for you to come into their world to solve their problem, to help them to the next step. And who are you to not follow your guidance so that you can be visible to them, so that they can find you, so that you can help them, so that you can connect with your ideal clients and actually make huge waves in the world in your own way? Absolutely. And for me, the dream has always been, as far as your corner of the world is in the medical intuition that all medical um, practitioner would train their intuition that it'd be you know my biggest dream the intuition revolution is to bring, bring intuition on the curriculum of schools universities oh. and I'm starting with business schools but maybe you could start with medical schools it would be amazing that. 
Yes, absolutely. That would be awesome. And that, that's the thing, you know, I'm having medical doctors, physiotherapists, um, yeah, pharmacists. You get in the schools so that it's mainstream. Intuition mainstream. is something that can be taught. Intuition is yes. something that is important. You can save lives with your intuition. You can. You Intuitive can save intelligence. Lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can literally save lives. That's exactly right. And that is, yeah, that's, it has to be, we need to mainstream it. I totally agree with you there. And that's the, you know, that's my vision as well. Uh, I'm seeing that happening, uh, which Wonderful. is exciting. Yeah. It's, so it's very you see, you were the, you were the perfect uh, guest on this podcast because you are the intuition revolution. And thank you so that's much true. for coming and chatting with us. Thanks, Ange. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you, as always. And I want to thank also our, our listeners for getting to the end of this episode. Um, all the details and the links will be in the show notes so you can find Emma. And I will speak to you again uh, for our next guest. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs, and go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.